Welcome to Delera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon. In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Telera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native speakers. We are Paula and Simon, business English instructors at Telera. Hey, Simon. How are you? Hey, Paula. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Very excited to get this started. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what do we have for today? Today's topic today's topic is effective communication. But before we start, I actually want to ask that question: What does effective communication mean? And I, I think it's much more than exchanging information, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much that goes into this topic: effective communication, right? What does what does this mean to get your point across? What is communicating effectively all about? It's kind of like the the golden snitch we're all uh, chasing, right? Exactly. And and I'm a language learner myself, and I remember when I learned French, I thought, uh, I mean, I learned at school, and I thought I was I thought I was pretty okay, and then I moved to to Belgium and it, it was not working. My my jokes fell flat and <laughs> I I felt really dumb at some point because I was too I was a second too slow to communicate. You know, it just didn't work. So what I would really love to do with you today, Simon, is uh, nail it down, like see what communication or effective communication really means. And uh, we came up with these three things, these three aspects that will make you communicate effectively, right? And they are, uh, first one, being heard. The second one is being understood. And the third one is influencing others. So, Simon, should we just give a few tips on how to be heard, be understood and influence others? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much we can do to get into that and cover those. But I think before we really get into that, let's discuss really quick, what are some things that may be stopping uh, people from communicating effectively? I mean, we work with non-native speakers all the time, and I think we tend to see patterns in things that are holding people back, right? Yeah, and I would say the main one is lack of confidence. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I see that all the time. Right? These people know uh, very well what, the, what they're talking about. And when they speak in their native language, they, they know exactly what to say and how to say it. But then when they speak in English, because they don't find that exact same word, then they feel insecure. So I would say that's the first one, the lack of confidence. Yeah, definitely uh, for me, the lack of confidence, I see that all the time. Um, and then, you know, because most of, of our learners, um, you know, they are really competent in their in whatever they're doing, I mean, that they want to be correct in, in how they're communicating. Um, and, you know, because it is a skill, they want to be 100% perfect at that. And the, yeah, you can, I think a lot of times see people stress over grammar or they want to find that perfect word. And I think this kind of stressing over those those uh, aspects really holds back and leads into that confidence topic that, that you were discussing. 
Yes, and what you just said, that stress over grammar and over not finding the right word, it doesn't let you really focus on what you want to say. So your brain is thinking about too many things and it just short circuits and it, it doesn't work. And then that's when you get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, we, we see that a lot. And hopefully today with a few of these uh, points and tips, um, we'll be able to help with that. Yeah, so that's it. I think we should start talking about those one, two, three we talked about. How to be heard, how to be understood, and how to influence others. Absolutely. Do you want to start with number one, being heard? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing about being heard for non-native um, English speakers is I always tell people, learn opening sentences. And by learn opening sentences, I mean things like, all right, I'd like to start off by check in the budget or let me walk you through the sales figures or mm -hmm. shall I start with my team's proposal? Those fixed phrases, once you learn them, you've already had a nice start and it will give you the confidence you need to then say whatever you want to say. So learn opening sentences. I also say uh, learn how to interrupt politely. This is a big topic. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a tricky one, right? <laughs> It's a tricky one. It's hard. Sometimes you have to interrupt, but you don't know how to do it. And it, it depends a lot on the culture, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I, I tend to now, after living in a few countries, I tend to tiptoe with this one a little bit. Um, and usually I stay on the safe side. I don't know <laughs> what your experience is with that. Yeah, if you're not sure, probably not better not to interrupt because it depends on the culture on the context but if you do have to do it it's it's okay uh look at people in the eye although now virtually it's a bit harder but you can just say oh uh, i'm so sorry to interrupt but or excuse me but may i jump in here and if you do that politely there's another trick and that is saying oh that's a great point and or yeah absolutely that, absolutely. Goes, that is that's mm -hmm. a great trick um i mean rather than using but, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, if you say but, it sounds like you really don't agree with what they just said. But if you add something to it, like, all right, uh, Simon, and what you're saying is great, and, and then you mm -hmm. say whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. So learn the opening sentences, learn the phrases to interrupt politely, and also learn how to return to your own topics. It's also very common... Uh, that you're in a meeting and you really want to say something, you have your own agenda, and then people start going off to other topics. How do you go back to that? So active listening is a huge one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all been in those conversations where we're just, we can see the other person is just waiting for their chance to talk. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, that feels, it's like one of the most, uh, I, I get, turned off by that really really quickly it's a bit frustrating and it's also like i i read this metaphor with swinging doors you know these kind of words where you have to push to get mm -hmm. through and it, it goes in both directions if there are two people on both sides of the door and they're both pushing they're both trying to get their point across no one will get through <laughs> yeah but. that's yeah no i really like that that makes a lot of sense um and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, this is something that if you think, oh, no, yeah, this never happens. This never happens. 
next time you're you're in a conversation, I would say to try and and pretend like you're a fly on the wall in your own conversation and see <laughs> if any of that is is happening. For sure. So yeah. to be heard, learn the opening sentences we talked about. Um, try to interrupt, but politely. If you're not sure, that's also what, what we do at Talea. We look at the specific situation, specific audience, and we provide advice. And uh, learn how and when to return to, uh, to your topic, also through active listening. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, number one, being heard. Number two, being understood. Okay. And I think, you know, kind of building on that with the active listening, we want to be sure that we're all on the same page here, that the, you know, the people that you're trying to get your point across to are truly understanding you and that it's a kind of a two-way street. Um, I think with being understood, um, number one, if you're coming into a situation where you know you need to get this one point across, um, I think being prepared is one of the best things you can do. Do your homework before the meeting. If you know I want to really give a specific point on the budget this year, I want to give a specific point on our marketing plan, something like that, be prepared and do your homework and really kind of think over two to three specific points that you've uh, proof checked that you have really taken into consideration. Um, and then when you get ready to get your point across, I think because you know you've done the homework, that's going to really help with nervousness or maybe anxiety about, ooh, how do I, should I bring this point up? Well, you've checked it, you've proofed it. Um, considering the audience, you know, what does my listener need to know? What's the outcome that I want from my message? And yeah, practice your delivery with these two to three specific points. I mean, it's really difficult to go into a budget meeting and just, you know, tell your, uh, your coworker, yeah, no, that's not going to work, right? Practice your delivery, um, and practice what you, you need them to know and what the outcome you want with that message. That's right. That's um, a great tip. And I would say practice out loud. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, exactly right. And wh why would you why would you recommend that practicing out loud? It's so different. You know how when you say, oh, in my head, it was so clear. And the moment you try to put that into words, it also happens in your own language, in your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. And the words are just not there the way you imagine <laughs> them to be. So practice that out loud. Record yourself. See if it especially if it's something important, record yourself and listen to your own voice. See what it sounds like. Yeah, and that, that's a tough one to do is, is hearing yourself talk. Trust me, during this whole podcast uh, <laughs> adventure we're on, that's a tough one is, is hearing our own voice. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. Sometimes we build up this uh, scenario in our mind of, yeah, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say this thing and everybody's just going to say, wow, and stand up and applaud, right? But sometimes <laughs> that takes a little preparation, right? So yeah, number one, be prepared. Um, number two, I would say the second yeah, tip here we have is uh, being concise, right? Um, this We have an expression called droning on when you're just, you know, I'm sure you've been in a meeting where you're, it's just like wah, wah, wah. Someone is just continually talks and they're, it's like they're, they're talking, but they're not saying anything, right? Um, and sometimes less is more, right? Have a beginning, a middle and then an end, right? What are your, what are your thoughts on that, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate people who are 
concise. That doesn't mean being super short. I like people who talk and small talk is great. But when you do have to make a point, as you said, have a beginning, introduce the topic, have a middle, the details that you need, not too many, just the ones that are needed. And then you end. What what do you want to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so finish and, and, and finishing with that ending, finishing with the reason that you're communicating this point, you know, I wanted to bring this up and these points one, two and three, if we go back to that previous example about the budget, because of X, right? So mm-hmm. the, those are these little things. Um, so yeah, so being prepared, being concise. And then the last point with uh, being understood is, you know, repeating your ideas, check for understanding. And there's a lot of different uh, tricks we can use here, um, paraphrasing or summarizing, kind of changing the angle. If you see that your listener isn't really grasping what you're trying to come across with, I mean, I'm sure you know, you can see in their facial expression, okay, they're getting it. But if you see the opposite, right? There's some techniques that you can you can use with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you have any examples? Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, okay, we have a document. I could say it in one way. Um, you ask me to check this document, and I'd say, yeah, you know, uh, I'd like to review the document first and get a better answer to your question. Or I could rephrase that, right? I can't answer you until I check the document. Or I could rephrase it like okay, let me have a look at this first and then I'll get back to you, right? So there's different ways of um, communicating to come to the same end. So yeah, for number two, being understood, we want to be prepared, do our homework. We want to be concise, right? Sometimes less is more. And then we want to repeat our ideas and check for understanding. Yeah, I really liked all of your points, Simon. And I, I have a special... I don't know, a special place in my heart and in my lessons for the <laughs> paraphrasing you were talking about because I do think it's such a great tool for everyone, but especially for non-native speakers, to be able to learn how, to be able to say the same thing with different words from a different angle for a different person. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. And it's also super useful for our third point, which is influencing others. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Tell us about this. Wow, this is a big topic. It could We could do a podcast just out of this third one. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that have to do with influencing or that can help us influence others. And at the end of the day, when you communicate, you want to influence others. And that doesn't mean bad influence or uh, it's not only about, you know, communicating is about influencing others. That's what I want to say. And that can be making others laugh or making them buy your product or Uh, you want to look smarter, so you want to change the way they think about you. So how can you do that? Well, first, I think we need to be aware of the culture. It's very different uh, what in a country can feel like pushy, in the other country can feel as something supernatural and totally normal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking about we could take this into a whole other podcast, I think with this point especially, we're going to have to do that because there's just so much um, that goes into cross-cultural communication in in terms of how a message in one culture is perceived in another culture. Mm -hmm. And we will probably do one podcast about that. (laughs) Tone is also very important. Uh, The way we use our voice, uh, it can sound very aggressive or it can sound, you know, very sweet and uh, understanding. Also another big topic that we'll talk about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there are, I want to give super straightforward examples that can add power to your message to influence others um, with more success. And those are actually three. The word because, the rule of three, and what next. The word because, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, it, I think it's, it's, a, it's a study they did in the 70s or in the 80s, and they, they, well, they analyzed the power of the word because. And they okay. had, there was, you know, in the 80s, no one really had uh, a printer at home. So there was this Xerox machine uh, store and there was a line. The person got there. There's three three situations. The person got there, and the first one is, "Oh, can I? Can I?" She wanted to cut the line, go to the first, go to the very beginning of the line. And the first time, she said, "Can I make a copy?" And a lot of people said, "No." Some people let her <laughs> in, but a lot of people said no. In the second case, she said, "Can I make a copy because I'm in a hurry?" That's a pretty okay uh, reason. And the third one, she said, "Oh, can I make a copy because I need this paper?" So the third one was a bit of a lame, yeah, everyone needs this paper, otherwise you wouldn't be there, mm-hmm. right? So what they notice is that regardless of how good that answer was, the people that said, yes, sure, cut the line, were so much higher than mm. without giving a reason. So the point, the whole point is using the word because, giving people a reason why you're saying that and why you're doing what you're doing will probably increase your chances of succeeding. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, the other one we said is the rule of three. Have you ever heard of that one, Simon? Honestly, no. I'm learning so much right now. I'm being so quiet because I'm just sitting here learning so much. <laughs> so the rule of three is super simple. We just remember better when things are grouped in three. Like mm-hmm. our podcast, we have how to be heard, how to be understood, how to influence others. Hopefully, <laughs> that's helpful for the people who's, who are listening. Wow. My and... mind is just blown right now. <laughs> So this is because we, our minds are, are programmed to, to see patterns. And three is the mm-hmm. smallest number to create a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's why you always have all these logos like I'm loving it. Or uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of logos have three words. Yeah, makes sense. It's, makes sense. it's very catchy. Uh, and the last one is what next? What do you want to happen next? What, like, so what? It's a bit like what you said about give a reason. Like, what's the reason why you're talking? What do you want to happen next after you speak? So give Mm -hmm. that as a very clear tip and example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. So, so, I mean, these were all great tips. I mean, I love the, yeah, beware of the culture, right? And and we're going to get into that a bit more. But that is something to consider is is cross-cultural misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, tone is important, how you deliver that message, right? Um, and then, yeah, the, I love the, the rule of three. Um, I'll be, I'll be applying that definitely. (laughs) Um, so, okay. So we have being heard, being understood and, uh, influencing others, right? Those are our three main points to come across with, uh, communicating effectively. And, you know, we, I wanted to kind of give a final tip and I think we talked about this about, you know, it's easy for us to just say, oh yeah, just do all these things. Right. Um, but of course it's going to take practice. And with that, I think in a lot of situations, remaining calm is such a, it's such a crucial part to this. Um, you know, we can't always control our emotions and suppressing feelings is not usually a good idea. So 
effective verbal communication that requires us to stay cool, stay calm. And when we stay cool and we stay calm, then we're in a power position, right? Um, you know, taking into account all these different aspects, you know, having clarity and consideration that wins out over jumping in and just saying, yeah, but I want to make this point, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when we take into the effect of doing our homework and practicing our delivery, being concise, all those come into that um, and help us create this uh, calm nature when we want to give our point across. Um, So, you know, taking a step back, and I think you mentioned as well, mindful communication, being mindful in what we're saying, how we're saying it, and what our listener is understanding. Um, And yeah, just like you said, remembering that it's the swinging doors, right? Communication is a two-way street. And, you know, you may get your point across, but also remember that the other party needs to get their point across as well. So it's a swinging door, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, as a final recap, what were our main points here, Paula? Yeah, so to be heard, learn those opening sentences that we talked about. There's also, we, we have them on our blog. You can check them out on talera.com. Um, learn how to interrupt politely and add information, better than to use the word but, and mm-hmm. return to your topic at the right time. Let others speak, make their point, but also um, be aware that, you know, you can go back to your own point. What did we have? So that's for being heard. What did we have for being understood? Yeah, so being understood, right? We talked about being prepared, doing the homework. Um, Then we talked about being concise, right? Less is more sometimes. Um, And checking for understanding, right? Um, Those were our three big points for number two. And then for number three? Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three was influencing others. And we did have a few tips. We said, be aware of the culture and adapt your tone, but also add power and To add power, we had these three little tips. One was add the word because or since, something that gives a reason. Mm -hmm. The rule of three, organize your ideas in three. Mm -hmm. If you have 10 different suggestions, they're probably going to forget (laughs) most of them. But if you have three, they'll probably remember. Right. (laughs) And the last one, tell them what next. So uh, I actually have that question for you, Simon. What next? Yeah, well, what next? I would say if you are listening, what next? Um, Go and visit Talera.com. Check out one of the webinars, which, Paula, you've hosted a few of those. So definitely check those out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can find uh, either Paula or I or um, Talera on LinkedIn. And yeah, connect with us. Send us a message if you'd like, and we'd love to get back to you. Um, so those were our points today. I hope you enjoyed, uh, this talk. I know I did. Paula, thank you very much for joining. Thank you so much. All right. And, uh, I guess that is it from us today and stay tuned. Uh, we will have some more podcasts coming forward and as always keep learning. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.